Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Warning, this podcast is not affiliated or associated with Wasteland Weekend in any way. It is an independent podcast owned and operated by Game Rage Magazine, LLC. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the participants and in no way represent the views or speak for Wasteland Weekend or Game Rage Magazine. In the case of nuclear or radiological fallout, People living around potential targets such as military bases and chemical plants may be advised to evacuate. Protection from radioactive fallout will require taking shelter in an underground Join us as we plunge into madness and descend into the waves. Okay, and going good. All right. So, welcome everyone to the inaugural episode <laughs> of Into the Waste, a podcast about Wasteland Weekend. And basically, it's with two dudes that are basically just normies and we don't know shit about Wasteland. And it's with uh, my wife. Her Wasteland name is Sparky. That I know about Wasteland. And we're just going to talk about it, and she's going to explain it to us and see where it goes. Uh, for those of you that don't know what Wasteland is, we'll get into it. You'll understand. Those of you who do, I guess you'll get some inside scoop. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, my name's Josh, and I'm here with Adam, the other normie. Howdy. And I'm here with Sparky, who's my wife. Hi. And... That doesn't sound very threatening for... Uh, for well, <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to be. I, I will tell you that I've had people meet me out there and go, Hi, I'm Sparky. And they go, Yes, you are, honey. Yeah, well, yeah that's you know, your high energy, right? You yeah. know? <laughs> so if you're listening and you uh, enjoy this, please follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram at Game Rage Magazine. The and Twitter. Go it's to the X now, www.gameragemagazine.com. On the X, we are at Game Rage Mag because they wouldn't let you have enough letters. But anyways, so now that the cheap plug has been put, uh, put aside... Sparky, which I guess I'll refer to you as that because that seems appropriate, right, for this type of podcast. So what can you tell us, for those of us who are uninitiated, what what the fuck is Wasteland Weekend? Well, Wasteland Weekend, directly from their website, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. a five-day post-apocalyptic festival okay so that's fine that we Webster's heard dictionary yeah, we heard, we heard the, <laughs> the fucking dictionary. the man's version of it <laughs> what does it mean what is it to you specifically oh gosh where do i start okay so the basics of wasteland weekend it is a five-day post-apocalyptic festival it yeah. is in southern california near uh-huh. edwards uh-huh. air force base or california city either one uh-huh. basically both close mm-hmm. it is a private adult only event and it's similar i hate saying this i'm gonna get I'm going to get canceled for this, but it's similar to Burning Man in the sense uh-huh. that it it's is a, a dirt compound that is built from the ground up and then just broken down and leave no trace. And it's, we're building our own city. So Wasteland okay. Weekend has 
different groups, which you'd call tribes. And all of these tribes come out into the middle of the desert and then you set up and we basically cosplay the end of the world. We're cosplaying the apocalypse. We're cosplaying Fallout. We're cosplaying Mad Max. Out there, you're going to have lots of different things. You're going to have a bar. You're going to have a casino where you gamble with bottle caps. You're going to have different tribes that have DJs and nightclubs and different events every night. There's a main stage with burlesque dancers, fire dancers, um, different musical towns of every genre. It's a big festival. Okay, now that was a very nice, well thought out answer. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't really <laughs> what I was asking you. What I was asking you. I needed to give people the basics that they have no idea what the fuck wasteland is. What I was asking you is what is it to you? To me. To you personally, not. I don't want to de- de- definite. I want to. What does it mean to you? Maybe that's how I should ask. The okay. Question. What does it mean? What does well, it mean? Well, I am twenty something days out from my eleventh year, so uh-huh. I have gone since two thousand and eleven. I okay. skipped one year. Okay. And then obviously twenty twenty, there was no event. Yeah. To me, it is a place of total acceptance yeah. of regardless of what you look like, what who you are, any of that is a t- place of total acceptance. Uh-huh. For me, it is a place to disconnect from the world. It is a place to disconnect from society. Yeah. Um, it's a place to be completely immersed in nature because you are roughing it. There's no shade. You're in the middle of the desert. You live in sand and filth and dirt for a right. week. But it teaches you a lot about yourself. And to me, it's a community. It's a family. Okay. Did you, did you have any uh, question you wanted to start off with, Adam? Yeah, is there lore for each tribe? Because I imagine every year, you know, I don't know how many tribes exist, mm-hmm. but I imagine each of them have their own lore. So is that created? Is that decided by everybody, like from way back in the day, or is the lore created within the experience of the festival itself? Ooh, that's a really good question. So the amount of tribes is pretty much endless. I can't really give you a list of tribes. The way that the city works itself is that there's something called theme zone drives, and then there's open camping. Within theme zone tribes is where I am. Shout out to Forsaken Nation. Woo woo. Um, you are placed and that means that you have to be very specifically on theme. That means we don't have any unthemed. And when I'm saying themed, I'm saying post-apocalyptic. I can't have my Ford Escape sitting there. Right. Everything around me has to be in theme. And the one interesting thing about this festival too is everyone's in costume. There are no quote unquote spectators. <coughs> Everyone is involved. Mm-hmm. When it comes to lore, it really depends on the tribes. So a lot of tribes have created wards where they have a group of tribes and they can work together to create their own lore. So there's not one specific lore for the whole event, so to speak, but there are a lot of different lore and games being played throughout the event. And it really is up to you how immersed you want to get into the different lore. But it's very, very specific to whoever creates it and whatever tribe or ward runs with it and how they promote it out to the world. And is there anything that uh, keeps track of that? Like there's people that create like a Facebook page. for. There's a group. There is a Facebook group. And a lot of um, the bigger tribes I have a lot of lore place, lore themed games will put out a lot of public posts or you'll even have like, you know, yellers on the street being like, hey, we're looking for this asshole because he did this. We need your help. Grab your guns and come help us, you know. So there's a lot of barking, as they would say, like out in the streets. So they'll put up signs or, you know, there's not an official mayor, but there's people running for the mayor of the city and they're promoting themselves on social media. They'll promote themselves out in the event. They'll put up posters, you know. Wasteland is really what you want to make of it when it gets to how immersive you want to be into the lore and the fairy tale aspect of it. Interesting. So so then is there is there a collective place or collective someone who's maybe keeping track of this overall 
the lore of the you know the tribes and stuff, or is it up to every individual tribe? There, there should or, be a or, wasteland wiki. Like that's what I was saying. Is there like a group? <laughs> wouldn't it be kind of cool if there was like a group that would be like the librarians, like the lore masters? Right? Like they're like they the librarians, have. where basically they just keep track of everybody's lore and they just like have a you know a, a place where you could go and like read the books at the thing. You have your own little thing, right? Wouldn't that be cool as shit? That, that would, kinda, would be cool as shit. I believe there is a social media group about it that like people who are deep into the lore can follow each other and can kind of work oh, off of each other's like lore. About mm-hmm. it. That's pretty interesting. But I think a wiki page would be awesome. That would be really interesting to get like a encyclopedia of lore. So right, that's what it would be, right? All right. So I'm kind of curious because uh, you mentioned Burning Man. Mm-hmm. So the people that created uh, this Wasteland Weekend, were they inspired directly by this or was it just something completely different? They're like, we're just going to do something out in the desert. Um, and- I will tell you... Experience that I know are the two original of the two of the original creators are a man named Jared and Carl, and they were both just massive Mad Max fans growing up. Yeah, and so they just kind of wanted to start a post-apocalyptic festival and move it up from there. Um, crossover with Burning Man, I will tell you, burners go to wasteland, and wasteland go wastelanders go to burners burn. It just kind of it's. They're Wait, not- so so burners are called uh, those people who go to Burning Man? Yeah. Okay, all right, and then we're called wastelanders who go. <clears throat> right. Um, the we do have a very, very large group called the Death Guild. <coughs> Shout out to Death Guild. You guys are rad. Um, who started off at Burning Man and they bring the Thunderdome. And now they are bringing it to Wasteland as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where people can fight in the Thunderdome. You know, two men enter, one man leave, just like from the movies. And they go in there and they beat the shit out of each other. But they are suspended from rigs. <coughs> and they do have padded sticks. So it's obviously not like full full warfare, but it's pretty fucking rad. Oh, that's weak. So what, what could you tell me about your tribe? Uh, my tribe is Forsaken Nation. Um, we consider ourselves something called the Daytime Tribes. How, what, what 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 is the the head count for this tribe? We're small. We are small in numbers. Um, we are probably about seven. We are open to looking for recruitment, but more oh. in the sense, yeah, dun dun dun. But we're also very much that tribe that you we just want to meet you organically, and we think you're chill, and you think you're going to work out with us, and we're going to do. It. We're not going to openly recruit because we don't need to. We're not very large, but we don't want to be. Now, there are quite a few tribes, and mad respect to them, that are 20, 30, 50 people deep. But when you get to that magnitude, I mean, they have a lot of different aspects where they have to have storage. They have to do tribe dues to be able to pay out. Because some people bring out structures that are two, three stories tall. Oh, Jesus. They really build truly from the ground up. There is an amazing tribe. Shout out to Cowboy and Lady DXC. They have a full-blown saloon that they bring in, and I'm talking it has ceiling fans, it has saloon doors, it has its own little personal deck that they walk on. It's fucking rad. So a lot of those tries need to be big and bad and really work, yeah. you know. And we like being kind of small, so we consider something ourselves something called a day tribe. So a lot of tribes are open at night. They have bars, they have nightclubs, they have nighttime activities. We fuck off at night, so once the sun sets, we close off. Yeah, We open from the moment sun um, sunrise to sunset we have lots and lots of barter so there is no real cash exchange at Wasteland for except certain um, areas so there is something called Barter Town and those are real life vendors that's old world cash and they do have some food vendors there uh-huh. every single other thing that is not specifically monitored in Barter Town at Wasteland Weekend is barter only so, so we, you have to trade basically you trade it's just like it would be in the old world like you yeah, know yeah. if the world really ended you're not gonna here's my credit card yeah. um so we have tables and tables and i mean tables of everything from jewelry and trinkets to boots and jackets to 
helmets to literally everything you can think of between. One of my favorite stories about our tribe, it was early, I think, 2019. It was Saturday morning. My tribe was still sleeping. I woke up to clean the camp. I'm hungover as fuck. I don't want to be there uh-huh. cleaning. But I'm the only one up where there were beer bottles everywhere. I'm cleaning. And we have a guy come in who's desperate. He said, I just got to become a war boy for Morton Joe's tribe. I need help. I have nothing. And I was able to get him boots, pants, a belt, get him completely decked out, ready to be a war boy. Yeah, yeah. And I shit you not, probably five, six hours later, here comes a Morton Joe and his tribe of war boys down the dude. road. And there's that dude. And he fucking witnessed the shit out of me. And it was rad. That's pretty cool. So we have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of barter. Uh, we also have a very open camp. So we like to say anybody's welcome because you don't just walk into people's camps. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're doing when they're open. We're very open. Like I said, from sunrise to sunset. Yeah. Uh, we have lots and lots of tables and chairs and fans and misters. So you can just have kind of a chill place to eat food, chill out, relax in the shade. And we also have something kind of fucking amazing. This is from my Fallout fans. If anybody on Fallout knows a decontamination arch, one of our tribe mates has built a decontamination arch from the ground up and it's a real working mister. So you're walking through on on a hot day and I will tell you security loved us last year because they were dying and you can walk in, you can cool off, you can get all those rads off of you, which really, you know, you're just cooling down from you walking into a 180 mister and then you walk right into a giant fan to get it all off of you and it just really cools you down yeah and we get busy i will say we get really really busy do you think that that decontamination arch is like your number one driver of it's, it's honestly it's a combination between the two some people <laughs> seek us out and go oh there's the arch i've been looking for you yeah or seeing people find us be like fuck i've been looking for something to barter bartering is a big thing out there and i'm not going to say we're the only camp that barters because that's bullshit we're not right but we just make it one of our main focuses so to speak so we have tables and tables and tables and tables and tables of it yeah because once you go into barter town not a lot of people bring real world money this shit's expensive to go out and do anyway right yeah and sometimes the fun of it is trying to find that one little unique item well i have this cool unique item i mean i bartered before for someone give me a polaroid picture of me in front of my camp and i just thought it was a cool little piece of memorabilia yeah um i got you a giant snoopy pez dispenser one year for a little that was pretty fucking sweet (laughs) it's it's, one man's trash is another man's treasure and that's really what we kind of focus on as well so it's really kind of a 50 50 pool to be honest with you it really kind of depends what you need in that moment because some people even just really like our shade they're like fuck place to sit down because we're in the city and open camping goes really, really far. It goes really far back. And sometimes people have a trek. So yeah. if they're walking back and they just want to sit down for five minutes to an hour and just fucking relax, they yeah, have yeah. a space to do that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Burning Man has like 10, I don't know what they're called, pillars or they got they got something like the core values of right, Burning right, Man. Right, right, right. Is there core values for uh for Wasteland Weekend, and is there uh, core values for for uh, the Forsaken Nation? Ooh, those are good questions, man. Adam, coming in with clutch <laughs> questions. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything kind of written down like the Ten Commandments type of like Burning Man, but the really and it sounds so stupid, and it sounds stupid, but I'm being genuinely serious. It's don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a number dick. one. Not, what a seriously, great rule. Don't, don't be, be a dick, dick, man. You go out there, and it, it's crazy. And I've talked to people about this before. When I first started going to the vet, I think my first year there were 300 people there. And I think the highest year we had was a little over 4,000. So the events massively grown. Now imagine walking into the middle of the desert and there's 4,000 people and a man with a mohawk and shoulder pads comes out to you who's six foot five. It's fucking intimidating as shit. Yeah. 
you're going to meet the nicest people out there. Everyone is just so genuinely nice and kind and will literally and figuratively give you the shirt off of their back. So the biggest thing is just don't be a fucking dick. They don't tolerate racism. They don't tolerate homophobia. They don't tolerate any of that kind of bullshit. The unofficial motto of racism is also safety third. So you're supposed to be safe. We're all fucking idiots and we're not that safe, but that would kind of be the unofficial like commandment is also safety third. Okay. And, uh, oh no, I lost my, no. I do. I hate this. I hate oh, this. It happens man. so much. All right. Do you have something, Josh? Yeah, I can, I can go with something. So, uh, for, for wasteland weekend, uh, first of all, I'd just like to say that I do expect a very amazing gift this year for, wasteland I will weekend. barter my little yeah, head I, off for I you. I expect something excellent, <laughs> but for me in my, I mean, I guess I'm a normie in the sense I don't go to wasteland weekend, right? right. So I'm, I'm not a participant. However, I do basically all of the work, but yet receive none of the rewards of actually going to the reward event. reward of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I put everything in. I load it all up. I fucking get that shit ready to go. I drive you it out there. You get the reward of and happy then, wife. And then, to, oh, I do. You're right. But I don't actually <laughs> get to go to the event, which I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't really know if I want to hang out in the desert for like a week. That, yeah, that you overheat like too quickly. Balls. I'm sorry. You I just, overheat too yeah, quickly. Yeah, I, I just, I'm always hot. I can't. I don't know. I might die. Yeah, I, I'm but, with you on that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, it's, 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 it's the it's, desert, kids. Drink your fucking. It, water. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks great. It looks fun. It looks like something that maybe I would enjoy. And maybe one day when you know our our spawn is older, uh, maybe I'll get maybe I'll go. But well, when she turns eighteen, she's coming. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, well, if she wants to, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's I don't true. Know. What if she doesn't like? It? What if she's not into I'm it? I'm forcing her. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. <laughs> so, what is your favorite thing to do? At Wasteland Weekend, like Ooh, what's good your question? So I can tell you, there's a couple of things that I do every year, and I can give you like a broad yeah, sense okay. of what That's my favorite thing yeah, is. Yeah. Um, my do not miss things every year, and I'm going to plug a couple of camps here. Yeah, do it. Um, I go to Uncle Zeke's. Uh-huh. Um, I, I love their nighttime atmosphere. There's fucking rad as shit, but they also have an early morning meditation. And you're partying all night. You're in the middle of the desert. It's hot. It's tiring. You're exhausted. Yeah. And to be able to go to a morning meditation and just really center yourself. And it just kind of gets you in that mindset to last the whole weekend. Yeah. Really is helpful. Um, I will say personally, my favorite night of Wasteland is a Friday night. Um, there is a memorial for the fallen. So what the fallen is, is anybody who has attended Wasteland weekend. Yeah. And who is now gone. And there is a ceremony every year at sunset up on the mountains for the fallen. And I unfortunately have two names. There's um, everybody has a a wall panel with their name on it. I have two names up there. So I like going up there and writing on their walls individually, staying in their respects and having my moment with my friends that are gone. Right. Um, Friday night also is they call themselves what is the unofficial official band of Wasteland. Um, Their name is Attack. They are fucking amazing. Shout out to Attack. You guys are rad as fuck. I love you. I've never missed your show and I never will miss your show. Yeah. Um, so I see them every single year. But my broad thing that really is my favorite is people watching and meeting people. So yeah. in real life, as my husband can attest to, I'm very shy and socially anxious. Oh, yeah. There's something for me because I think that community is just so accepting and so beautiful that I become a whole different person that I can talk to anybody. Yeah. And I really, truly enjoy that's one of the reasons we love our camp so much is people come to us and we get to meet so many different walks of life. I've met people from Australia, from Ireland, from England, from Germany. I've met able-bodied people. I've met disabled people. I've met people 
on every you know spectrum of the LGBTQ. Like I think it's so fascinating, and I yeah. really truly love meeting everybody. I've made some amazing friends from Wasteland. Yeah, you have. To, oh, good. Do you remember your question, sir? Well, I, I had two, but you <laughs> might. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to be uh, answerable because oh, no. you kind of you kind of spell this community in a positive light. But unless Josh had to follow up, no, thing, no, go ahead. All right, because. I'm going to ask it anyways. Yeah, do Go it. ahead. Do it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, all right. I know you're, you're painting this thing in a very positive light, mm-hmm. but is there any kind of social class <laughs> or th- there are tribes? Are there any? Oh, you mean like any kind of like popularity versus? Yes. Yeah. So what's interesting about that, and I'm not going to name this person because they'll kill me, mm-hmm. but I have a very, very, very good friend. Yeah who what would be what some people call quote unquote wasteland famous, which means that they are very well known out there. Okay. They're very well known, recognizable name. I have a couple of friends that are like that, to be honest with you. And every time I talk to them about that, they get hella pissed. So there's plenty of people out there who are recognized and who are endearing to a lot of people, but the ones that I personally am close with fucking hate that shit. I was like, I'm a regular person. Like, fuck off. This is just who I am. Yeah. But I think any kind of thing you're going to go to, you're going to have those people who are really, really well liked and really known. Like the friend that I'm speaking about is very extroverted and very gregarious and very out there and very, help me out here, very <laughs> exciting type of personality and a very drawing personality. Yeah. So this person just has a lot of people that follow them. <clears throat> but everybody I spoke to who is like that are like, don't ever fucking call me Wasteland Famous. I will kill you because yeah. I hate having that stigma well, against them. So, and, and amongst like the tribes themselves, there's no like wars or anything? Oh, like- lore wars, absolutely. Oh, okay. 100%. Right. Lore oh. wars, yes. Um, as far as like inner politics, I'm, I've heard rumblings of certain things before, but there's such a big sense of, and I know it sounds like I'm just fluffing up ass but I'm being genuinely serious like at the end of the day when you go out there it's such a family and it's such a community people tend to put their bullshit aside okay my next question yes what is uh what is the difference and if there is one I I don't know but that's why I'm asking but what is the difference between Katie and what is the difference between Sparky the persona Ooh, god these are damn good questions you, you know, I've been married to you honey for uh-huh. I've been with you for 10 years and you've never asked me some of these questions I, don't I mean, killing it that's, right that's now. why I, that's why I started on a podcast for you. So you're welcome. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm a lot of different things. I'm a mom. I'm a mm-hmm. chorister. Mm-hmm. I'm a socially anxious plus size woman. Uh-huh. I'm a little liberal, lefty feminist. I'm all those things. But for me, when you walk into society, you just never know if you're going to be accepted, and that's always what's caused me a lot of social anxiety and a lot of problems in my life. When I come out there and I become Sparky, and, and side note for this too, there's big debates about a wasteland name. For all you newbies out there, if you happen to be listening to this, you can fucking name yourself. There's, there's some, <laughs> oh, is that like literally, a stigma? No, this has become this big fucking stigma that all of us <laughs> veterans over the years have to like squash down. Like you have to quote unquote earn your name. My first year was in 2011 and I walked up and said, my name is Sparky, bitch. And I've never changed it since. You don't have to earn your name. You can. You can absolutely have the most amazing, rad, cool, crazy story to earn your name. Or you can fucking name yourself. The reason I named myself Sparky is because I go out there with bright red hair and I thought it was funny, like I'm sparking a fire. And I also have a very sparky personality. Um, 
But when I go out there, and this is why I talked to Joshua about coming home and I feel really refreshed. I have never met someone out there that has made me feel less than. So I'm a very, I'm me. I'm all of those things I am in the real world, but I'm a lot more confident version of myself. Mm. I'm that person that's going to walk up and introduce myself. I'm that person who's going to go try and do new scary things. I'm that person that's going to step out of my comfort zone in more ways than one. Physically, it's very tough on you. You're in the middle of the desert. It's hard. Right. Mentally, it's tough because you're in the middle of the desert and it's hard. Yeah. Socially, it's tough because you're around thousands of other people and it really pushes you in a way but it, I feel like it makes you a better person. So the only real difference, I'm me when I'm out there, I'm just a lot more of a confident, sure of myself version of me. Has that spilled into your personal life where like you've taken aspects of the character <coughs> of Sparky and you're like, oh, I'm going to try to be a little bit more confident today because this. You could ask Joshua that. I feel like when I come home and he can attest to this, I could be complete bullshit, but I feel like at least the first couple of weeks, if not months, when I come home, I'm a lot more strong in who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like wrestling, right? You your wasteland character, you are it's kind of yourself, but you just dial it up to eleven, right? And you 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 have or a, she's tapping into a different well, portion of right, herself, yeah, that, that, that normal yeah. version of myself that's always right. in there, and you're just turning it up all the way, right. and then that it's not sustainable to be that all the time, right? But you, yeah, I do notice, yeah, you're you're like that, you're Sparky for. A couple, three weeks, four weeks after my insecurities are a lot less when I come home because I feel reset too. And I, I'm a yeah. big nature lover to begin with. I love desert, mountain, lake. It doesn't matter if I'm outside, I'm happy. So the fact that I get to be out in the middle of the desert and, you know, I'm like every typical millennial, I'm socially anxious and addicted to social media. <laughs> so um, I, I turn off my phone. I, I mean, I turn on my phone a couple of times a day to call Joshua and check on our little one and check on him. Let him know that I'm alive because he's always scared I'm going to die. I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to die. Right. Fine. Uh, I just like to say <laughs> I would like to start the Wasteland Husbands Support Group. <laughs> husband Support Man, Group. Man, no, there are other people out there who say their husbands do not go and they like panic it, it would be nice just to talk to other people that are going through the weird shit the thoughts that i have when she's gone i'm just like oh god is she dead is what happened oh man if i don't hear i don't know man i try i, I keep it in check i try to keep it in check into myself so that i don't ruin her time but like it is it is very nerve-wracking you never know me. dude sometimes like yeah sure you're in a setting where there's other people and i mean because you've seen what's happening with the burning man yeah. thing where they're stranded out there because it's raining and they can't pull out all the equipment and all the other stuff because it's like well the mud's like everything's settling into the mud right yeah trap there rap like someone passed away this year yeah so that's which is unfortunately not the first time but it's still it's sad regardless yeah Yeah. Uh, that is not helping me right now (laughs) (laughs) i'll be fine yeah (laughs) but you know and that's the other thing and i i'm not going to sugarcoat it there are bad apples there's any bad apples any kind you get any kind of gathering of anybody it could be a party with a hundred people or it could be a festival with thousands it doesn't matter you're gonna have bad apples yeah and one thing that i've been appreciative with within this community is and i'm sure there's gonna be people who can give me examples of this not and i'm not saying this as a broad i'm saying this as a broad sense not specific sense that i personally seen people who were bad apples or bad actors be banned kicked out and publicly shown that they were this way if that makes sense like it wasn't a hidden agenda sh- hush hush let me yeah sweep this under the rug it was very much like hey family hey community looking out for you this is something bad that has happened this guy is being a weenie hut junior <laughs> <laughs> so 
of course there's gonna be bad apples, but then the other sense of it too, you know, going out as a female, there's always that sense of insecurity. And I will say personally, my friends, um, I go out with my male friends, yeah. um, are very, very protective and, you know, I'm never alone or anything like that, but I've also know it to be fact that anytime someone needs help may female or anything in between, regardless of what the situation, I need help putting up this tent or I'm scared. Help me. Right. You're going to have a group. <laughs> they always say you're going to have a group of 15 people with mohawks and shoulder pads surrounding you to help you out. Yeah. So I've never felt that I was in any true danger because I know with one yell or one ask I'm taken care of because we really take care of each other out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'm crazy, man. I, I'm not I'm just no, looking right at you awkwardly yeah, like, hello. Nice, All right. <laughs> so what are some things that you could advise people on that, uh, not to say they're mistakes, but, uh, you've oh, obviously, huh? I got a lot of can do that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've been there 11 years, right? So yeah. you kind of know the ins and outs. What are some things that people, Mistakes made. Yeah, like like take more water or things like that. Like lessons learned, I guess you could say. Okay, absolutely. I can give you like the the basic list of newbies, and this doesn't mean to like discard newbies because I was a newbie, and these are mistakes I've made personally. Mm. So don't make my mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, your one is going to be comfortable footwear. Seriously, the ground is soft. The sand is soft. You're going to destroy your feet if your shoes are not comfortable. I used to just get the cute boots from Goodwill and wear them after a day. And the next thing I know, I can barely walk. Mm. Don't think about what you look like. Get a pair of comfortable boots, then theme them out to your heart's desire. But footwear is going to be your number one. And I will tell you something else. We barter boots every year because people run into that problem because Mm, their feet are fucking killing them. Two, you're going to have weather that's going to be over hundreds or you're going to have weather that drops down to 40s. So when they say be prepared for any weather, you need to come with your skimpiest clothing that you want to wear in the sun where you're going to die of heat. Where it's 120. It's not that hot, but yeah. Or you're going to want to have clothes that are going to keep you warm. You need to have everything from basically snow gear to a bikini. Like you need to be prepared for all aspects. Sunscreen is going to be a big thing. I smother myself in sunscreen every year and I still get burned, but that sun is brutal and there's no natural shade out there. Any shade you're going to find is going to be man-made. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of camps like mine who are open with shade that will help you and protect you, but you're going to want to cover hats. If you have sensitive skin, cover up your skin. You're going to want to take care of your skin. You're going to want to change your socks every night. You do not want trench foot every night. Clean those toes, clean those feet, put on a fresh pair of socks. If you wear socks to bed, whatever you need to do, take care of your feet because otherwise you're going to have a miserable time. Yeah. Um, I can't say the, the word, you, you know, which word I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I can say it. I can't, don't ever say the word that starts with a W and it means breathe. Don't say it cause I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it could get really breezy out there. That. We don't say the W word because it jinxes, yeah. but you can get that. We can get breezes up to 60 miles per hour. Okay. 2019 yeah. is a prime example of that. Stake your shit down. And I don't mean go to Walmart, get steaks. I mean, you spend the money, you get lag screws that are two feet long and you drill that shit into the ground because Otherwise, it will be fine. There are tent races almost every year, and everyone will sit and watch your tent, and we will help you try to get it, and we will get to a shelter, but we will also laugh at you because we put bets, <laughs> bets on tent races. Yeah. Um, get shit that's going to last. Spend the extra money, stake that shit down, and be prepared for breezes that are very, very intense, and don't what, say the W word. What type of 
an investment do you think that someone should set aside to going to waste to put into their first like if this is their first time right what would be you think an amount of money that you would set aside to say okay cool this is where you're gonna need to spend your money at and this is what you need to spend it on like i think that's interesting i think that's very subjective because it depends on how big you want to go i'd say if it's your first year or two don't dive in. This might not be an event for you. You might hate it. You might not love it. Yeah. You might go in and you absolutely love it, but you have so much inspiration. There's so many beautiful art cars and installations out there. Right. It's a, it's a group full of artists. There's so much out there. Your basic costs are going to be your ticket. You're going to have to get a ticket. That's probably going to be your most expensive. That's going to be your most expensive. Cost. You're going to need a shelter somewhere to sleep at night. And there's people who, plenty of people who sleep in their cars. Yeah. Um, you're going to need something to shade you during the day. Do not, do not do not, and I repeat this until I'm blue in the face, bring an easy up. It will be shredded. It will die. It will be a tent race, and we will laugh at you. Don't <laughs> bring an easy up. It doesn't work. <clears throat> um, like I said, the comfortable shoes is going to be a thing, and a costume. But costumes, I mean, you're going to go out there and see some of the most beautiful, elaborate, over-the-top, gorgeous costumes. And yeah. you're going to see people out there who go to Goodwill and get a pair of cargo pants and a t-shirt and rip it up and add some stains and holes. So costumes really vary on how much you want to go in and how much time and effort you want to put in, but really yeah. how much inspiration you have from everything else. So, and then realistically, you want to go out with a little bit of cash. Um, they say you usually try to bring about $100. So realistically, I'd say if you get the ticket early, you do everything, you're probably looking at a $750 investment altogether. Yeah. Okay. And that's the interesting thing about this too, is it is one ticket price, but it is for all five days and there are no extra fees. There's not a camping fee. There's not a parking fee. There's no extra fees. Yeah. Okay. The cash you bring on site is going to be for food. If you want to buy ice, there is ice sold on site. Shout out to Dinky. We love you, Dinky. Yeah. Um, and who are barter town. If you want to go buy something cool from a craftsman inside. Right. It, so I, I have a question as far as like the organization. I, I don't know how many people are involved with uh, the wasteland, like running the event. Yeah, running mm-hmm. the event. But is there like a like a committee thing where people can recommend stuff to the to the uh, the people that run it? Yeah. So there's various staff members. You know, you have your CEO, you have your COO, you have all of these kind of different things. So if something's wrong, if you're a place tribe and you need to talk to somebody, you have someone to go for there. Um, they have someone on the diversity council. So, you know, women of color or LGBT community have someone to go there. If you're a vendor, you have a certain sphere. Basically, all of the branches are things that you could need. Yeah. They have a person that you can talk to that's in charge of that that would help you. Yeah, because I, I, the only thing I would say... if. I think would be interesting because five five days is a big commitment for like a ticket. It is, and like if you were just trying to get your foot wet, your feet wet, like it'd be cool if they had something where you could choose how yeah. many days you want to go. And I, I've had people talk about that too—that it's a big commitment, and and you know that is unfortunate that they don't have multi-day ticket. I kind of understand why they don't waste on it. It's still technically really a new event. This is my eleventh year, I believe. Wastelanders don't kill me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the event's 13th year. So it's still technically kind of a baby event. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, too, just the logistics of that would be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be just hard to... The uh, logistics would be a nightmare. Yeah. So my my advice for someone... Now, when I first started going to Wasteland, too, it was three days. The event itself was three days. <coughs> and then by popular demand, it got down to four days. By popular demand, I got on to five days. I'm actually out there for six days because I have an early access work pass. So I get out there early because I have a big camp to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But my advice, if it's something you want to do, like I have a girlfriend I've been trying to convince to go with me, get your tickets in the very, very early stages are about 250 275 Are they priced differently? Like So there's tiers. So oh, okay. all the tickets are the exact same thing for all five days, but the earlier in the year you buy the ticket, the cheaper they are. Mm. So if you buy them, I think in like May or June, I believe is when they first go on sale, they're going to be a lot more, less... They're going to be a lot cheaper. So they just went up September 1st. I think they went up to like three ninety five. So buy them early and you can come out. You're, Wednesday and Thursday, you're not going to miss a ton. You're going to miss the opening of the gates, which they reenact on Saturday. Friday and Saturday are really the big nights of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, there are going to be things on Wednesday and Thursday, don't get me wrong. But like the major events are going to be on that Friday and that Saturday. So I would say buy a ticket early. Come out just on those days. Okay. So that, that would be a recommendation is just to... Do it early. Do the tickets early. Do that the way tickets to early. get them cheaper. All right. Well, I, I this is off on a tangent, but <sighs> what what is the hygiene situation like there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, the reason I'm laughing. Um, we do have porta potties out there. People can bring an RV. There are RV campers. Um, there is also something I want to shout, uh, point out that there's something called Silent Death, uh-huh. which is the very tail end of the event, and it specifically lights out music out by 10 p.m. So if there's people who need to sleep or they can't handle the lowies or anything, they can go all the way out there. There's also an RV blockade that you can go out there. Um, hygiene, it really depends on the person. There are porta potties, and I will say in years past we've had problems with them getting cleaned properly. That has not been an issue the last two years. They've been really on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, <laughs> there is something called piss rock, and that's going to be in the den. And it's a giant rock that sits in the middle of the desert and people just pee on it constantly. Men, women, and everything in between. If you have any kind of genitalia, you probably have peed if, on that if rock. If you pee, you've peed on the rock, you peed right? on if that you rock. you urinate, yeah. I, I, I had a tribe mate and he knows who he is who talked so much shit on this rock. And he's like, this is stupid to fuck that rock. And wandered off drunk and then an hour later came back and he's like, I peed on the rock. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I when I go out there, that's the first fucking thing I'm going to do. Go pee on the rock. Is piss on the rock. I mean, that's that's like a given. Um, but honestly, hygiene, it's all about taking care of yourself. You're in the desert. It's a party. It's a festival. It's an awesome event. But you need to take care of yourself. You're going to need those baby wipes. You're going to need that lotion. You're going to need that hand sanitizer. There are hand-washing stations at the porters, but you need to really take care of yourself and your things. You're also going to have black water. So anybody who's new to camping, black water is anything that is not clean, normal water. If you're brushing your teeth, if you're washing your hands, if you're doing your dishes, that's considered black water. That is now infected water. Do not dump that shit out into the desert. We want to make the desert. There's still, we're sharing this home with scorpions and snakes and all sorts of beautiful animals. We're sharing that. home, So you're going to want to put that outside and let it evaporate or put it in a bucket and take care of it at home. Don't dump your black water. What about showering? Um, people who have RVs have showers if they choose to. <laughs> that was your answer. You're yeah, like, that's it. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, I know some camps have set out outside showers before. I will say I baby wipe bath every morning and night. Okay, that's fair. I was I, I baby wipe bath. <laughs> I, I was curious about that because I'm like, there's no real way for you to do that. Unless I deodorant you- and I baby wipe bath and shout out to Stinky. You know who you are because we both reek and would give each other hugs. I love you, Stinky, but right. you smell. What, what about what about some of like the etiquette of going like wandering around 
that's a real, God, you have good questions. Um, so you never want to wander into someone's camp unless they show you that you can. Okay. Um, you never want to walk behind someone's camp because sometimes like our camp, especially we have something that we call a face. So we have our themed area that we show out to the public. This is for you to come in, enjoy and hang out behind all of that is our personal shit. That's going to be our tent. That's going to be our personal fuck off. Don't go back there. So really the rule of thumb is if someone, unless someone like tells you to come in or has a sign that says open, don't go in. Don't be an asshole. Like respect people. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be, don't be a fucking dick. A funny story about not being an asshole real quick, just because it, it popped in my head. The other, I don't know, it was like several years ago when I went out there. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I, was gonna get to this. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. L- let me pause and interject. The unofficial greeting of Wasteland is flipping you off yeah. and screaming, fuck you. Yeah. So like, I think unofficial official. You like, motherfucker. Like, I, I didn't know that. So, so me, me and Frank, fucking, we went out there to go like get because i drive the, the u-haul or whatever we're using to get out there i drive it back right yeah so we were, tired we were sitting out shit. there waiting and we're like on the side of the road and there's this dude that's up in front and he's just standing there and he just fucking keeps staring at us and i'm like what is this guy fucking looking at and then he, he looks at me and i look at him and i had on like a kind of like a like a what are those not those doom buggy hats what are those fucking it's uh like a bucket hat yeah kind of like one of those but it's like the you know, it was like a military style one. So it looked like something that someone would wear. A boonie hat. There you go. Okay. It looks like something somebody would wear. So I think he was trying to figure out if I was one of his, one of them. And then he looks at me and he goes, hmm. And he looks at me and just fucking just gives me the finger. Just straight. And I was like, I, I hit Frank and I'm like, hey, this fucking guy just flipped me off. Can you believe this? And he's like, look at him. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then the guy's just like, <laughs> like smiling, just giving me the finger. And I was like. I was like Frank, I, and then he does. He pops the other one up. So now he's got two, and he's just like, yeah, like he's like, fuck yeah. And I'm like Frank, I think this guy wants to fight. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what, man, I'm gonna get out of the car. I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Like this is this fuck. That. And so then he starts yelling that. He starts talking, oh yeah, fuck you. And so then I get out, and so I flip him off, and I'm like flipping him back and then he's like fuck you and I'm like yeah fuck you like I'm just fucking yelling at him we're like alright and then he gets in his car and he just leaves and I was like what the fuck was that and he's like I don't know and so I was telling her about it and then she said oh yeah that guy was just saying hi <laughs> and I was like fuck what the fuck I mean I was literally talking to my girlfriend today who's not a wastelander about that <clears throat> like the big motto obviously don't be a dick but everyone flips each other off and screams fuck you so I've had plenty of times where someone's coming into my camp and I'm having a full blown conversation like so bad to meet you have a great day fuck you very much and they walk off from you or I'm lucky enough to have a mini bike out there and I have one hand on the throttle. My other hand is giving out the middle finger. The way you show love. But also, us I call us crouchy veterans. We do have a problem with that because newbies can get a little too excited about that and take it to an extreme level where it's just constantly. Be nice. Have fun. Show someone that you care about them. Show them that you like them. Show them that... You know, they're valuable and then give them like a nice like and fuck you too, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I don't know if I have any other questions besides this, but I've only vaguely heard you mention this. Uh, the Wastelanders ball. Yes. Oh, shit, man. That, that, that's where I was going to go next to. <laughs> Wastelanders yeah. ball. I've been um, to that. Joshua has. That was his only uh, Wasteland was, event. It was fucking man. rad. That was fun as shit. I right. wish they would do that again. Yeah, what, what, what could you I tell? I think there's been another year or two of it. Um, It's a basically a big Wasteland event. It's not at Wasteland Weekend. So Wasteland Weekend has now a lot of sub-events that are not officially sponsored by Wasteland. There is Nuclear Winter. There's um, Decompression. There's a bunch of like smaller events that Wastelanders go to go do. This is an actual Wasteland Weekend event, but it is in a club in Los Angeles. I believe it's a two-story club, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, 
Basically, the whole theme is pretend Mad Max and prom had a baby. Mm. So you're going to dress to your nines. And it's really fun now. What they do is because they have the everyone got so dressed up for this ball. Now you have formal Friday at the event. So you go to the bar and they're going to have champagne for you. They're going to have champagne cocktails. Everyone's wearing prom dresses and suits and tux, but all fucked up like Mad Max style. It's really fun. But it's basically just a couple different rooms, a couple different DJs. They have like a live band here, or a DJ here, different kind of vibes of music. There's no like, <laughs> there's no wasty awards. <laughs> like, like a wasty award? Yeah, yeah like, you know, like an award ceremony, but for people that like did good shit or. Oh, you there's know. a costume contest at the actual event. Oh, okay. I was, I was there. The- are, there's a costume contest, there is a mini bike contest. There is a kilt contest. They have they have a film festival too. They I have was, a film festival. I we talked about it. I want to. Yeah. I want to. I already kind of wrote it out. We well, need to what make is it, it specifically iterate. for though? Is it post apocalyptic like po- movies? Okay, mm-hmm. shorts usually or just you know, like they don't. Small they don't have a films. comedy. They don't have a comedy genre. So they, I was like, oh man, I could win that easily by so being the could only you, one. Could you theoretically make a documentary about Wasteland Weekend for the film festival? I know that there have been documentaries that have been put out by Wastelanders. Okay. Um, if you actually are interested in Wasteland, sh- shout out to Makeshift. He's pretty fucking rad. Go look up on YouTube. We are Wastelanders, and he puts together little shorts every year, um, talking about different Wasteland. But I don't know. I don't really know the logistics too much of the film festival. Um, and I will tell you a couple of things for things. So there is a bar out there that is a free bar. It's an eighteen and over event. If you are under twenty one, they will not serve you. You will have a bright, blaring, different colored wristband. So don't even try. Um, you are asked to donate unopened, you know, liquor or mixers to the bar, but there is a free bar out there. Mm. Shout out to the Java Cafe. They're red. Um, you have music every single night, burlesque, fire, music every night. There is a car cruise. So there are hundreds and hundreds of cars that go out there that are just so themed and so badass and so rad. They'll do a big car cruise out there. There's a mini bike meetup and contest. There is a kilt contest, I believe. Uh, there's a Capri Sun chucking Who oh, <laughs> can do that the fastest? There's the casino where you gamble with bottle caps. The bottle caps have no real currency. But if you get at the end of the weekend, they do have an auction that you can get real world items for bottle caps in, in an auction setting. Um, there's a bunch of different subsets and it's really community based run. So really what the tribes want to bring out there, you know, the event itself does provide a lot of entertainment, but a lot of your other entertainment's also going to come from like what the tribes bring out themselves. Man, I wonder if there's any like degenerate gamblers out there that go and they go, oh, man, I'm gonna, <laughs> I lost I'm gonna, all my bottle caps. Yeah, I'm going to game the, I'm going to game the system on the bottle caps. I'm going to win some good I shit. I mean, there's people who oh, try man. to, they had one year where people were actually making counterfeit casino bottle caps. <laughs> They're trying to pass That's fucking them awesome. Off. So there's like a seedy uh-huh. underbelly of uh-huh. crime in the Wasteland uh-huh. Weekend, man. That's they have a jail cool. called the Slammer. Oh, nice. They have a sheriff. So do you like what happens when you go into the jail? You go into the jail. Like, what do you got to do? Yeah. Walk the whole you, weekend. <laughs> you're stuck in there forever. It's permanent. It's usually used for lore aspects. So sometimes people have to break you out of jail. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of different fun things. All right. What, what what's the situation with phones? Because like you're technically in a post-apostic apocalyptic world yeah so like capturing shit kind of breaks the rules you know technically you can be out there with a phone or a camera there are professional photographers out there and another shout out to tk because he's fucking amazing person he's a fucking amazing photographer um you will see people out there with cell phones but i will tell you majority of the people put that shit away okay you know that was one thing my late mother always used to get mad at me about she goes you never take any pictures i'm like i'm living in the moment back off lady yeah um 
your internet's going to suck if you even get it. And, you know, peak times during the day, you're not going to get service. You know, first thing in the morning and at night, you're going to get service. One to three in the afternoon, it's going to be spotty. It's 4,000 people trying to connect to the same internet service. It's not really realistic. Hmm. But I think that's part of the beauty of the event is lock the fuck off. Yeah. Be in the moment. Disconnect. Yeah. What what are your... I don't have any more questions after this, but what are, what are your like fondest memories so far? <coughs> can I tell you my funny ones? Yeah, you can tell you that that, okay. that works. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2012. So in 2011 and 2012, my girlfriends and I went out there and we did the quote unquote wasteland brothel. Uh-huh. And we obviously did not offer sex for bottle caps. It was a complete parody, fun, jokey thing. And we stopped doing it because it's the world we live in and it can, people can be stupid and, you know, the event was getting bigger and it was something we just wanted to move on from, but we did it in 2012. And so there's apparently a guy walking around the event going, I hear there's a brothel and he was getting really nervous and he thought we were a real fucking brothel. <laughs> and we literally had things like doggy style and dome for two caps, doggy style for five caps, you know, little like things a, like that, right? Sounds like a pretty good deal. All right, right. Gonna, I'm going to blow you for two fucking bottle yeah, caps. Yeah. So of course these things, if you ask us for doggy style, we'll take your fucking bottle caps and we're going to walk you around the event on a dog leash and do doggy style. You know, nice. They're fucked up little yeah, things, yeah. but we don't know this. Um, so they had a guy walking around the event and he's really nervous. I hear there's a brothel. What do I do? What do I do? And my camp that I was camping with. Oh, hold on. We have child problems. Okay. I I don't, I don't know how to pause it. Ooh. Uh, Did we, did we pause it? Okay. So anyway, we're back. Mm Hmm. So this guy's walking around the event going, I hear this brothel. How does it work? And asking multiple people how it works. And, you know, the camp, um, the large camp we were camping with or like a small section that can't kind of catch it. on. they're like, oh, yeah, it's great. You just go up there. They have a menu. You choose what you want to do. And they had warned us this guy was coming. So we were fucking prepared. So he walks up and he goes, um, can I, can I get dome for the, for the two cows? We're like, yeah, of course. So we have one of the girls like take him by the hand. He's like, are you ready, baby? Are you ready for your dome? Yeah, I'm really nervous. Okay, honey, we're going to go. She walks him up to the Thunderdome and very loudly goes, here's your dome, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> And everybody around him is laughing hysterically at him. And I was like, I don't even feel bad for you. You thought I was going to give you a fucking blowjob for two bucks. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. And then the other one was last year, really. Um, my neighbor got into some hijinks and uh, they decided to steal a tire off of one of their friend's cars. Mm. So he was telling us about it all giddy that morning. He's like, I stole their tire. <laughs> And next thing we know, a couple hours later, there's a bunch of people. And when I say guns, they're fake. There are no real weapons that we send. It's all lore. Don't bring fucking real shit. Yeah. Um, a bunch of people come with guns and kidnap our neighbor and tie them to his their car by their wrist and drag him around the city screaming thief and shame. Mm-hmm. So our neighbors and I look at each other. We grab our guns and we chase him all around the city while he's being yelled at and saying he's a thief. We're like, he didn't do it. We're protecting him. <laughs> and that went on for probably a good 30, 45 minutes of all just scrambling, not knowing what the hell we're doing, but trying to save our friend who just got kidnapped. Yeah. But honestly, the, the best moments, you know, like in real life are ones I can't really even like put a finger on because they're just moments of making friendships and meeting really fucking cool people. Like I've had 
a moment every year, you know, the, the gates light up and they turn on the flamethrowers and the music's pounding and you look around and you go, I'm here. Those are my favorite moments. So just, Is I'm it, here. Do you want to hear something? Okay. All right. I'll go. Yeah, so those were some of my, my favorite moments. Some kind of fun ones that stuck out to me. I, I hope when this plays back that it's not just like you in the middle of a, of a story, story and, and you're like, just, yeah, that's the... <laughs> well, I mean, for those of you who don't know, I had to go up and get the, the, the child. I'm sure you heard her crying in the background. We didn't just leave her to just, you know, fend for herself. So. It's been a good 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I don't know. Did you have any... I was kind of I was kind of thinking we were getting towards the end. I, I was, I, that was kind of like the wrap. That was, that was the wrap as far as questions I had. Right. So, Sparky, do you have anything that you want to add or want to say... Drink water. Okay. Take your shit down. Yeah. Come try it at least once because it really is a life-changing moment. Right. Safety third. Yeah. And fuck you. And don't, oh, yeah. don't be an asshole. And don't be, and an don't asshole. be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah, there you go. That's, but most importantly, fuck you. Yeah. And yeah. if you are my desert family and you're listening to this, I'll see you in like 23 days. Yeah, that's pretty that's See pretty awesome. you in the dirt, fam. Okay. What, what advice do you have for getting there and leaving? before we leave. Ooh, good one. Okay. So if you do not have an early work access pass, you can line up on the Wednesday at 12 a.m. If you line up at 1159, they will kick you out. You can line up at 12 a.m. They open the gates at 7 a.m. If you get there, get there early because the line is going to suck. It is going to be a couple hours long. They check all your shit. It's going to suck. Um, you don't need an off-road vehicle or anything of that sort. Drive slow. Don't be a dick. Um, you're going to be on dirt roads, drive slowly, be careful. And the same thing when you're leaving, it's not a big exodus as they call it at Burning Man. It's mm-hmm. nothing crazy like that. You're going to leave when you're going to leave, but the speed limit is five miles per hour. Don't be a dick. Don't go fast. There's going to be people walking around. There's going to be people setting up. There's going to be people on bikes. There's going to be people on motorcycles. There's going to be people driving, walking, all of that. Just be conscious yeah. just to everything around you. Okay, I think that's and pretty solid And get to the one at 12 a.m. Because I've done it. I've been there. I've gotten there before. It's fucking fun. Yeah. You get to meet people there in line. And try to get some sleep in line. But you get to meet some pretty bad people while you're waiting in line. Nice. Yeah, nice. Exactly. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Love uh, it, party. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so... Uh, and if drink you your water. Drink the water? Drink all of the water. There's, there's I, the most important thing is there, to drink the water real quickly. There's drink a the fucking water. There's a subreddit called Hydro Homies, and it's just dedicated to encouraging people to drink water and stuff. I, I think Wasteland Weekend should be part of the sub, the Hydro Homies subreddit. <laughs> really yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, drink there's, your fucking water. Yeah. It is the goddamn desert. Drink yeah. it. Drink it good. All right, that's all I got. All right, cool. So yeah, so I, I, I this thing is basically gonna just be a very. Uh, right around wasteland time we're gonna do a few episodes of this and then anyone throughout the year anyone who is either wasteland famous or regular famous i'll take that uh, or wants to become wasteland famous that I, hit us up i don't think that's what they want i don't know well, remember <laughs> wasteland famous people don't like to be called wasteland famous new people i'm talking about the new people all right well, I know We're there's some people them. out there for looking to become mayor, become sheriff, oh, if see, you want to promote yeah. your tribes, if you just yeah. even have any questions, you're a newbie and you want a veteran, a grouchy old veteran, I'll help walk you through. I'm here for you, boo. 
Yeah, but anyways, uh, that, that's very good. That's very nice of you, Sparky. Gotcha, that's very nice. But anyways, if you if you want to, if you have an interesting wasteland story or something that you think is is something that you want to tell people, sh- shoot us a DM on the Instagram and the what's the other one, the TikTok at uh, a Game Rage Magazine, and we'll we'll set it up. We got Skype. We got all kinds of ways. You don't have to actually be here where we're at. So if you've got an interesting tale that you want to tell. I mean, shit, I'm down to hear it, and I'm sure we'll all have a good time talking about it. So, anyways, thanks for listening this far. Again, at Game Rage Magazine, GameRageMagazine.com is where you can get us at. And uh, you'll probably hear the next one uh, soon enough, because uh, we'll, we'll keep doing these every couple, every week until we get to the event. And then, obviously, the week of the event, uh, Sparky won't be here. So, it, it would just be me and Adam jerking each other off, I guess. And I'll tell you all about it. I'll give you a recap. That's not going to be interesting. Home. So, then, when she but comes back. I won't back, have a voice for, like, a week after. Well, yeah. So, home, a couple weeks after she comes back, <laughs> look out for the recap episode so she can tell you how it went, what happened, what went wrong, what went great. You know, did anybody get left behind did i, don't I know. become wasteland famous yeah that's true maybe is, i will is, become is wasteland sparky famous. now wasteland famous who knows <laughs> she'll hate it if she is though i can I tell you that mean, much, that's right? exactly right so anyways all right well thanks for listening and we'll uh see you on the next one